It feels like we're all being told to go on this diet, take that supplement. Ozempic will give you depression, but you know what'll cure that? Weed. Or you could try to balance your hormones. At Science Versus, we're like, what the f*** is going on? Forget the crap online and listen to Science Versus. Just the facts. Oh, and a bunch of stupid jokes. What is a ghost's favorite fruit? Booberries. That's Science VS. New season out on Spotify soon. Today is Saturday, November 21st, 2020. On this day in 1987, Cuban detainees at a federal prison in Oakdale, Louisiana, rioted, took hostages, and set off an eight-day siege. Welcome to Today in True Crime, a Spotify original from Parcast. Due to the graphic nature of today's crimes, listener discretion is advised. Today we're covering the beginning of a tenuous eight-day prison siege after news broke that Cuban inmates were subject to new deportation orders, detainees at Louisiana's Federal Detention Center in Oakdale united in an attempt to overtake the prison. Let's go back to the morning of November 21st, 1987. Word had spread like wildfire around the prison. A new diplomatic agreement was going into effect immediately. The day before, the U.S. government had announced that Cuban prisoners may be deported back to their country, even if some were close to parole or finishing their sentences. It was an abrupt change in policy. Many of the Cubans were former convicts who had emigrated under the Marielle boatlift seven years before. This change insinuated they might be sent back to a struggling country, one that they had not set foot in since fleeing nearly a decade before. Everyone at Louisiana's Oakdale Detention Center was on edge. No one was sure how many of the detainees might be forced back to Cuba, but the number seemed like it could be high, as many as 1,000 from just Oakdale alone, since all but around 50 of the facility's inmates were Cuban emigres. To make matters worse, American diplomats failed to send advanced warning about the new change in policy. Though there was broad knowledge that talks in Washington were ongoing, nothing had been relayed to prison management. Oakdale's warden, J.R. Johnson, learned of the change on November 20th, around the same time as it went live as national news, and he was deeply concerned. Anticipating it might result in rippling violence, the warden attempted to get ahead of the problem. He called a brief meeting with Cuban inmates to discuss what he knew about the change. It did little to dissipate their palpable anger. The news pressurized an already intense situation. Oakdale was an overcrowded facility, operating at 80% higher capacity than it was supposed to. Inmates were packed together and restless. It was easy for the panic to spread. With so many unknowns and little information, the Cuban detainees' fears crystallized into something more concrete, outrage. 
On the night of November 20th, Oakdale guard Michael Grimes had barely finished his shift and driven home when he was called back to the prison. There'd been a food fight in the cafeteria that night amongst the inmates. They needed more staff just in case it escalated into something more. That night, things stayed peaceful. And the next morning, Saturday, November 21st, began like any other at Oakdale. Nothing around the complex was reported as overtly suspicious. Even the director of the federal prison system indicated all was as to be expected, given the circumstances of the news that Friday. But a thick tension lingered in the air. Michael Grimes was worried. He knew something was bound to happen, and his gut instinct proved correct. The Marielitos, the nickname for the Cuban detainees, had exhausted their patience. The threat of repatriation to communist Cuba was an ominous sentence, one possibly worse than staying at Oakdale. And so they took action. Around 7 p.m. that evening, nearly 300 of the facility's inmates attempted to break free by rushing the front gate of the prison. They were met with gas grenades, forcing them to retreat back from the barbed wire perimeter. The Marielitos went back inside, but were unable to return to their rooms. In an attempt to cordon the unrest, the guards had closed off the building's dormitories. The ire amongst the detainees only spiraled further into total upheaval. They began clearing a violent path. Soon, there were over 1,000 Marielitos storming through the Oakdale prison complex. Many were armed with homemade ammunition. Some had rigged together makeshift Molotov cocktails. Others carried pipes and machetes. Though they were now a force to be reckoned with, it was only the beginning of a grim stalemate. The FBI soon dispatched hundreds of officers to Oakdale, forcing the Marielitos to evade what on the inside or who they could use as leverage. Up next, the Marielitos take hostages. Listeners, here's a new show I can't wait for you to check out. When it comes to love, every story is unique. Some play out like fairy tales, seemingly meant to be. Others defy the odds to achieve happily ever after. In Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast, you'll discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Every Tuesday, Our Love Story celebrates the ups, downs, and pivotal moments that turn complete strangers into perfect pairs. Each episode offers an intimate glimpse inside a real-life romance, with couples recounting the highlights and hardships that define their love. Whether it's a chance encounter, a former friendship, or even a former enemy, our love story proves that love can begin and blossom in the most unexpected ways. Follow Our Love Story free on Spotify or wherever you listen to podcasts. Now back to the story. On the evening of November 21st, Cuban inmates at Louisiana's Oakdale Federal Detention Center revolted against guards and prison management. After attempting to storm the gates, they retreated back inside. There, they set fires throughout the complex and attacked prison management with whatever makeshift weapons they could find. 
but when they began taking hostages, it was clear the standoff wouldn't end that evening. In fact, they would hold 26 people captive inside the prison for over a week. The Oakdale prison riot dragged on for nearly eight more days as negotiators tried to reach an agreement with the Marielitos. The incident wasn't isolated either. In nearby Georgia, a similar situation took root in an Atlanta prison. There too, Cuban inmates had sieged the complex and taken over 75 hostages. In light of the simultaneous standoffs, U.S. Attorney General Edwin Meese agreed that if the hostages were released safely, they would pause the new deportation order for the inmates in Oakdale and Atlanta. According to reporting from the New York Times, their cases would receive a full, fair, and equitable review. But his word alone wasn't enough to end the hostage crisis. The stalemate only ended with further outside intervention. On November 29th, with the help of Agustin A. Roman, a Cuban-born Catholic bishop, detainees inside Oakdale finally reached an accord with prison management. While the regional prison director was adamant that Bishop Roman did not step in to fill the role of hostage negotiator, he did credit the clergyman for his pivotal role. Without Roman, the prison staff may not have been able to convince the Cuban detainees to accept the terms of the deal. While the specific details of the agreement were kept private from the media, it was reported that the inmates had seven negotiating terms they wanted satisfied before releasing the hostages. The New York Times later reported that two of these conditions included a protection clause under the United States Constitution and the right to seek permanent residence and citizenship in this country. While the inmates did take additional time to consider the agreement before releasing all 26 hostages, ultimately, their captives were freed. The agreement at Oakdale served as the framework to end the hostage crisis still occurring in Atlanta. Hoping to end the siege, prison officials in Georgia played a tape of the terms of the Oakdale Agreement over the complex's loudspeakers. It was later followed with an appeal to the Cuban inmates from Bishop Roman. Eventually, the Atlanta siege, too, ended with the hostages freed on Friday, December 4th. The agreement indicated that the 200-plus Cuban inmates at Oakdale who were either eligible for parole or nearing the time of their hearings would have fair evaluations. But the riot itself was indicative of a larger problem at the prison. Allegedly, the ACLU had been long concerned over a broad failure of the Oakdale prison to rehabilitate its inmates and set them up for success after leaving the prison. The LA Times found that even the Catholic priests familiar with the area felt the riot was unavoidable, given the lack of resources and information available to detainees. The circumstances of the abrupt deportation policy were simply the tipping point. One priest, Father Roy Bourgeois, said, When I got the word they were being shipped back, my first thought was that something serious was going to happen. That was the straw that broke their backs. 
It was clear that in addition to addressing the delay in diplomatic transparency, both facilities would be expected to reevaluate their rehabilitation processes. Thanks for listening to Today in True Crime. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. You can find more episodes of Today in True Crime and all other originals from Parcast for free on Spotify. We'll be back with a brand new episode tomorrow in True Crime. Today in True Crime is a Spotify original from Parcast. It is executive produced by Max Cutler, sound designed by Juan Borda, with production assistance by Ron Shapiro, Carly Madden, and Bruce Kitovich. This episode of Today in True Crime was written by Mackenzie Moore, with writing assistance by Aaron Lamb, and fact-checking by Anya Bayerly. I'm Vanessa Richardson. Don't forget to check out Our Love Story, the newest Spotify original from Parcast. Every Tuesday, discover the many pathways to love, as told by the actual couples who found them. Listen to Our Love Story, free on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts.